Hi everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Running Partners with me, Alison. And me, Paul. Today we're going to be talking about mental health and running, but before we get into that, Paul's got a few shout-outs. Yeah, so we had a bit of a reaction to the ultra marathon episode and quite a bit of feedback uh, which was which was lovely and I think it's a topic we're going to revisit in a bit more detail so I had an email from Becky who was asking specifically around the kind of mental side of ultra running and the kind of mindset for spending like many many hours on your feet on the go I think Maybe some of what we'll touch upon today, a little bit of that might you might apply to ultras, do you think? Yeah, I guess it's all kind of part of the same thing, isn't it? Mental health, mindset. It's yeah. all, all to do with, you know, how you how getting you think about your zone, running, getting in yeah. the zone, that sort yeah. of thing. So, so some of it will overlap. Some of it will overlap. So I think we will do more another episode in the new year specifically around ultras where we'll go into detail on the kind of mental preparation for an ultra. But as Alison says, some of what we talk about today will apply. And then a question from Duncan, another listener, who asked specifically around can ultras help improve your marathon? And so I gave Duncan my feedback was which for me it did it, it it has helped running ultras for a period did help marathons in a couple of ways. One it was it gave me a I'd got a bit stuck with my marathon time, so it gave me a a, a break from focusing on marathon training to ultras that kind of reignited my kind of enjoyment around running and having some different goals. But also in the physical side of things, it really improved my sort of endurance. And so when I then went back to training specifically for marathons after doing a couple of years of focusing on ultras, um, the long runs were kind of weren't daunting because I've been used to doing that. So the sort of perception of the long run changes a Com- bit because completely, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not twenty miles isn't like a big massive no. difference when you've done a hundred. That's it, and the paces are different, and that sort of thing. But it is that bit, yeah. It's sort of, yeah. You're, you know, what you feel is a long time and long distance changes. So, so yeah, definitely recommend it. I think, and I think we said. At the time, it's kind of difficult to do both in conjunction. Mm, I think uh, it's the speed work aspect, yeah, isn't it? It is, yeah. That becomes difficult yeah. to tie in with also doing long runs where you might be out for three or four hours. Yeah. So, yeah, so thanks, Becky and Duncan, and uh, nice to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And if any, as ever, if anyone's got any, like, questions, comments, or things they want us to put into future shows, just email us, runningpartners at outlook.com. Okay, so before we get into today's main topic, we'll just do a bit of a roundup of our running over the last week. So what have you been up to, Alison? Well, it's been a bit mixed up this week because, as we mentioned last week, we were planning to do Percy Pud on Sunday, weren't we? And because of the snow that fell on Saturday night, it ended up getting cancelled. So Mm. I didn't go running at the weekend at all. So it was a bit of a low mileage week last Mm. week. Because you're then, all tapering and yeah, preparing yeah, for so a race that didn't happen. Yeah, so I was expecting to kind of, well, do the 10K, but we were also planning to jog there a, a couple of, of miles and then bit of a cool down. Back. So yeah. um, I missed that. So this week, I didn't really know what to do. It was like, you know, 11 week of a 10-week training plan. So 
Um, I just went to track as normal on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, that when we got there, the track was icy because it's been the weather's been a bit weird this week, hasn't it? It really was raining, cold, yeah. and then it dropped really cold. So there was kind of a layer of ice on the track. So. And there was a bit of the snow still hanging around and, yeah. and whatnot from the weekend. Yeah. So everyone kind of a few people stayed at track, but I don't think they could run very fast. And a few people went off to do neaps and triangles, which is What's a little that? well, it's sort of a, a mile. On the flat. With no um, road crossings. No, uh, not really, no, no, other than like some little side streets yeah. and things. So you can get, you can keep your pace, it's flat, yeah. not many turns, just three Yeah, so three people turns. do tempo runs there. Speed so, work, yeah, yeah. speed work and stuff. So some people went to do that, but I decided to run to track, which is about four miles. So I thought, well, I'll just run back and try and do the session on the way back. So it was five times 1K, and I think it was would have been one-minute rests. So I, I kind of did that on the way back. So that it was okay. So you kind of did the equivalent of, of you, would have, you would have done. Yeah, just sort of on my way back, yeah. back home, So and then did a little jog home. So in total, I think the run was about... Nine and a half miles. Yeah, and then I've done a couple of e- easy runs this week, and then hopefully we'll be doing Percy Put on Sunday. So I think mm. I'm gonna have a rest until Sunday and see how that goes. And then it's also cross country on Sunday, which has been a bit controversial mm. this week. So yeah, a lot of, of controversy in the local running community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Obviously, the can race cancellation was down to snow so it couldn't be avoided and yeah. the um the 10k race as Alison said the Percy Pud uh, it's a big kind of charity fundraiser and everyone gets a Christmas pudding and and all this sort of stuff so they're all well set up for the race and obviously um you know wanted to rerun it as soon as they could so they put it on straight away the following following Sunday which will be from two days from from today um, but yeah, cr- cross country was already arranged for that day, so people like you are going to do both. Yeah, I'm going to try to. So a ten k <laughs> run in the yeah. in the morning. I think lots of people. Would you are, recommend so... that as a race strategy? Not really. I'm no. not. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be that quick, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll be nice and warmed up. So good luck to anyone who's doing either or both of those the events. Yeah. So what about you? Yeah. So obviously I was damned to do the ten k. So it was strange because. We saw the snow start coming down Saturday night and then we're checking the sort of Facebook page and the and there was lots of chat about people asking, is the race going to be on? And the race organisers, you know, to their credit, were trying to leave it as late as possible to make a decision. So uh, I, I, I did get up uh, to go to the toilet at 5am and I looked out the window and, and I could see there was a few inches of snow on the ground and we're only a... We're only a what three miles aren't we from the course so we're quite near to it so I knew that the weather would be the same on the course and then and then I couldn't get back to sleep we were going to get up at kind of uh, seven or something anyway and then a text message came through about six in the morning didn't it to say the race has been cancelled uh, so I enjoyed going sledging and building a snowman mm. instead with our littlest one Jesse. I asked the other two if they were interested but their sledging days sadly are, are over mm. I mean you know I don't think you're ever too old to enjoy sledging the only downside was we didn't actually have a sledge so we had to take um 
a bodyboard instead, mm-hmm. like a surfing bodyboard. Next best thing, but Jesse seemed to enjoy it. So, so that so that was Sunday. So I also didn't go running over the weekend. So then this week, what have I been doing? So a bit bit like you, I've just been doing some easy runs. I did a bit of speed work on Tuesday. Just it was just eight sort of strides uh, for forty five seconds in the middle of an easy run. The easy run was about an hour. I just did the uh, eight times forty five seconds as quick as I could, just to kind of feel like I got some speed work going and in advance of the of the ten k. So um, hopefully I'll still be in decent shape for that. And Monday night I went out for a bit of a Christmas trail run with a few friends. Um, and this is one of these runs that involves uh, going for a drink at four different pubs. So we we the whole the whole run was about nine miles, just a bit less than nine miles, all pretty much all off road. So couldn't really see. Uh, I had a head torch, but it was so foggy that the head torch was ineffective basically. So we were running two miles, then stopping at a pub, having half a pint, uh, and then doing another two miles and so on. But at, at the pubs, I was sort of like settling in getting cozy getting comfy <laughs> sitting down um but ben who organized it all he was like we can't stay longer than 10 minutes we won't want to leave uh, and so credit to him otherwise i'm not sure the rest of us would have made it away from the first pub yeah because it was pretty poor weather wasn't it? yeah and yeah and there was, was all the snow. S- still snow on the ground the trails were soaking wet so it was kind of wet feet you know i had every it's layer your forte is it not, trails not, not really? really no i'm i'm all right on the kind of Hard the li- uh, the yeah. light trails, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm less good where there's the tree roots, the rocks, the, the rivers, type stuff. yeah, more that side of thing. I'm not so experienced on that as as the friends I was running with. So they were kind of racing off ahead, and I was trying to stick with them with my. Uh, I ended up taking my head torch off. This is a good tactic, actually. I've not done it before, uh, and holding it close to the ground, and that you could see much much easier because it was so foggy. Mm. All the head torch was reflecting back fog to me so mm. I couldn't really see what I was doing but carrying it was, was better so that was good fun so then a couple more easy runs I've done four runs this week so including the trail run and the speed work and then a day off today and then I'll probably do a little kind of sort of pre-race shakeout run tomorrow morning uh, maybe with a few strides in and then just see how the race goes on Sunday and I think it will be on the weather forecast is wet but not snow not ice or anything like that so yeah so I'm looking forward to that and then I just wanted to mention um oh a couple of other things sorry I feel like I'm going on a bit here um I did part run last Saturday um so you might remember if you listened to last week's episode that our friend and listener Riz was doing his 500th part run um so again I was worried that was going to be cancelled but it was on Mm. so went and did that with him so congratulations Riz you've now got the 500 t-shirt so I don't think many people have done 500 part runs and just a little bit about Riz's story so uh, in 2010 he had a heart attack and he he was overweight and unfit and as part of his recovery he got into doing exercise and they encouraged him to go running so you know what better way to try and regain your fitness lose a bit of weight you know after having a a serious illness and Riz didn't know anything about running so he kind of googled running in Sheffield and found part run and started going and then you know never looked back and he's done obviously his 500 part runs but multiple marathons and he's trying to he's done four of the six major marathons so you know big congratulations to him a huge achievement and I guess just shows like what running can 
help you with. Yeah, it's an amazing story, isn't it? And I think exercise as a prescription is really coming to Mm. the fore, isn't it? Mm. And I think there's been evidence for a long time, but it's just taking quite a bit of time for it to kind of get into the care pathways. Yeah, it's really good story isn't it to show people how effective physical activity is to treat illness so it doesn't have to be loads does it you know it's like some running a few Mm. times a week at kind of a decent intensity it's going to help improve your your, uh, organ health help you maintain your weight or lose weight Mm -hmm. if um, if if that's what you want to do and it's sort of we'll come on to the mental side yeah. of it today but but yeah he, uh, really really great story yeah and exercise is recommended from about 40 different conditions so Risney's a great sort of case study isn't he so yeah he yeah. is so congrats Riz and then the final thing I wanted to mention was just another question from a listener Duncan around running paces so often when I talk about my weekly running I'll say I did this session at half marathon pace or 10k pace and Duncan asked a good question. He said, "What if you don't do many races? How do you know your paces? And what? So what do you what do you think about that? You know, how would you know if 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 you if someone said to you, Alison, go off it. Uh, you need to do twenty minutes at ten k pace, but you've not done a ten k race. What would you sort of do about that? I think probably when I first started, I just like try and run as fast as I possibly could. But more recently, I have got some." times and things that I've done to refer to but in training plans sometimes they give you some references for what it should be if you've got a time say you you kind of got a time in mind for a marathon you can put it into like a pace calculator online can't you and And it'll give you the paces for the shorter distances yeah um, but you've got sort of a rule of thumb haven't you like sort of 20 seconds quicker than this and or yeah, and... I've probably learnt that from races, but but now I'm I don't do so many races, so, so but I've I've tried to think about the times and and the kind of probably the gap between my what I would say is my five k pace and my marathon pace is probably in the region of a minute or maybe a bit less than that, and then I kind of chunk it up. So if I think five k pace is this and one minute quicker is the marathon pace then you know you can take it down by sort of 20 seconds to half marathon maybe another 20 seconds to 10k uh, perhaps 10 mile pace would be in the middle of your 10k and your half marathon pace and try and work that out but the pace calculators you can find online mm. are useful because a lot of training plans often don't have paces do they they no. say do it at a particular yeah. effort or a so tempo you pace you have to work that out for yourself and i think that for some people like me my paces are quite in a narrow range so i'm not particularly quick at 5k but I'm quicker sort of relative to other people I'm quicker at the marathon Mm. whereas some people are kind of you know they're super speedy at 5k but then it takes them quite a long time to do the marathon so I think sometimes it's about working out what's good for you as well so it might be you know sometimes in the past I've felt a bit demoralized about not making a particular pace Uh, I had a training plan a couple of years ago I think and the 10k pace was on it but it was like way quicker than a pace that I could do but I still managed to do the marathon the the marathon Mm. pace yeah so it's about learning what you can do and also in the past I've seen this a little bit where it's kind of unclear whether on week one you, you should can, be able, you to, should do be able to do the paces yeah. because obviously 
as you're going through a training plan, your fitness improve, is increasing, yeah. your, your paces are going to improve. So I think maybe like I wouldn't worry too much in the first, say, month if you're not meeting the paces because you probably will do later on. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. They get, the runs get longer and you have to run at that pace for longer. So it is increasing at that as well. But yeah, it's kind of mm, just yeah. working out what's for you as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. So I think a combination, the online calculators are helpful, but trial and error is helpful as well. And I think definitely that bit about don't stress out. If, you, if the pace is saying run it, seven minute mile pace but you for the first month you're doing 10 15 seconds slower than that don't worry about it mm. you know you're probably in a plan if it marathon we're talking about you're going to be there four or five months maybe of your running plan yeah. you will improve your, your times will get quicker and then you'll kind of work out how close to your goal you are mm. and it's all about kind of trying to enjoy it isn't it yeah. and not get demoralized and stressed out if mm. you can't meet the paces but you're still putting the effort in you yeah. know you're gonna you're gonna improve because some of these plans are really generic but you know you've got to make it work for you and you'll work that out over time okay so shall we move on to our main topic for the yeah. day yeah, makes sense. Yep. so as we said we're going to talk about mental health and running and it's a really big topic actually and we were thinking about what particular aspects to talk about this week and it gets quite big really and as well as mental health there's also things about mindset and we've touched upon ultra running there's a lot a lot of it is not necessarily all about the physical aspects it's about the mental aspects of it and being strong mentally but going to talk about that in a different episode and sort of focus more on how running can improve your yeah. mental health in the this episode yeah. and the benefits of running so, and also possibly some of the drawbacks and challenges as well yeah. but we'll come on to that yeah what do you want to say Paul so the first thing to say is that my my view and this is kind of supported when you look at evidence is that running is something that can improve your mental health and by mental health it could be on, on any spectrum from kind of general mental health through to helping people who've got severe depression and so I, I looked and I found some evidence to back this up. So there was a, some research done that looked at... So there's hundreds of studies into this. So what we're talking about is not new. So lots of people have done research into this. And I found a study that reviewed all of the research that had been done. So hundreds of studies were included in this review. And basically the overall founding of this review across all of these different research papers was that running bouts of various lengths and intensities and running interventions, so what you're talking about in terms of running as a therapy, it can improve mood and mental health. So, so it kind of works as a a tool that can improve your mental health either deliberately because you know you you're being prescribed it or f for lots of people it's a byproduct of doing a sport that they enjoy yeah and I think anecdotally I feel that you know it's something if you're having a bad day and you've got something on your mind if you go out for a run it can just help can't it and it can help you think something through when you come back you often feel better and just speaking to friends a lot of friends have taken running up for for that reason um, especially when you've got busy life you've got lots of things to do it could just kind of give you that um, respite I suppose from from things and just kind of help you you feel better generally can't it yeah so it definitely makes me feel better I think there's a few different aspects to it there's a kind of and we could go into a bit of detail about those so there's the how it 
helps your thought process whilst you're running, how you feel after you've done a run in terms of your positivity, how it can improving your physical health can support your mental health, you know, how it can help with your self-esteem and things like that. So um, why don't we start with like mindfulness and that sort of thing whilst you're actually running? Mindfulness has been quite big in recent years, hasn't it? There's been a lot of chat around mindfulness and I think... What is, what do you think, what is mindfulness? Well, I think it's quite a difficult concept to understand. Well, it has been for me, maybe it's just me, but I suppose when I initially thought about mindfulness, I thought it was more like a meditation type thing, but it's quite different to meditation in that I think meditation is something where you're supposed to have zone out of everything you know like part of yoga it's the bit where you sit and let all your thoughts ebb away and kind of that completely relax I think so yeah I'm no expert in this so if you are please correct (laughs) us but I think that's kind of the meditation aspect where whereas mindfulness is more about being present in the moment if you think of that in terms of running it's more about focusing on your breathing maybe your foot strike Mm. and when you're running the challenge with mindfulness and I think people need to learn to do this, is to try and uh, resist any distractions from other things. So you can't do it if you're listening to music when you're running. You could get distracted by your watch, for example, if it's beeping or Mm. you're thinking about how fast you need to run and there's the implications of that are are, are sort of things that might... Worrying about how your Strava looks when you get back and things like that. So it's more about kind of being in in the present, in the moment when you're running. And there's been studies that have shown that that is really effective at reducing depression. So... What, the the technique of practising mindfulness? Yeah, so if you can... specifically in terms of running? Running or walking. Oh, okay. So a study shown that mindful running or walking reduce symptoms of depression by 40% for depressed participants. Right. Yeah, so I guess you need to practice that and then actually apply it in a systematic way to get those effects. I find mindfulness quite difficult if you just sat in a room trying mm, to do it. So many distractions, you mean? Well, distractions, but also it feels a bit odd where it's just to me it just comes a bit more naturally when you're running you can just just think about you running especially in a race I've found so less more what about so would you say take your headphones out and that sort of thing yeah definitely I think don't stop listening to running partners podcast (laughs) (laughs) and other studies have found mindfulness whilst you're running can also give your endurance performance a boost as well yeah so I think that some of the big running companies have got on board with mindfulness in running because of this reason so I'm not sure what the mechanisms are behind that but I wonder if it's to do with I've found and it's more in races probably where I've experienced this than than training but perhaps a little bit in training is that when you're only focusing on your sort of breathing your movement your sort of trying to get in a rhythm and that sort of flow state that people talk about of like almost like where things are almost sort of happening automatically and you're relaxed I I wonder if there's an efficiency improvement in your Mm. overall style when I'm like if I'm going for a run and I'm a bit like agitated I've got things on my mind I'm worried about I'm I'm thinking about work or the children or something that's going on I sometimes feel my shoulders are all like 
tense. I feel all sort of, you know, more... It feels harder work, more awkward. Mm. And the, and then I, I wonder if the physical byproduct of that is you're sort of not moving as easily. And mm. therefore, when you don't feel those things, the easy movement, perhaps that increases efficiency, which has an endurance impact. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wonder if it's something like that. And again, interested if, if for feedback from listeners on this to know if you've had those same same experiences yeah it's kind of all sort of reminds me a bit of born to run you know the book by uh chris chris mcdougall is That's it the one. Yeah, yeah yeah it's all kind of about being running being something very natural and being kind of something that humans were made to born do to and be, yeah. yeah born to run obviously but I guess that is sort of part of it, really, isn't it? It's that kind of back to basics of idea. And obviously yeah. it has impacts on both your mental health and then and your, your running f- performance. Your phys- so, yeah. And physical, I've found as well over my kind of lifetime of running, my physical and mental health are quite intertwined. So I know if I feel like in good physical condition, that supports good mental well-being for me, you mm-hmm. know. And the, a very active staying physically fit kind of helps me feel like happy and positive. So yeah. there's a sort of circular interaction between the physical benefits of running and the mental aspects of it. Yeah, but then with that comes a bit of a downside, I suppose, if the, then you're injured, mm. it can have the opposite effect. And I suppose that's something to be aware of if you're going into running for the purpose of improving your mental health. It's not to become completely reliant on that as as a crutch, I guess, isn't it? It's like use it as a tool, but be aware there might come a time when you're not able to run and how you're going to kind of overcome that. Yeah, and the, and that's backed up by the evidence. So there's a in the big evaluation of lots of research around this aspect that I mentioned earlier. The, it did find that where runners, habitual runners, so people who regularly enjoy running were prevented by illness or injury for a period of time, so it might be several weeks, something like that, that actually this caused psychological distress, uh, depression, mood disturbance, and that impacted people's self-esteem and body image in a negative way. I mean, you've had some periods recently where you've not not run for Mm. a few weeks. What was the impact? Did you recognise some of those sort of negative effects yeah definitely I think when I wasn't running so much it was weird actually how quickly it happened it was only sort of a matter of weeks and I was running a bit but I wasn't running in the same way but it was almost like my identity of a, as a runner kind of fell away a little bit I mentioned this to a few people and they didn't really get it they were like well yeah you, you've just running a bit less but it was kind of just my feelings about it I was thinking well I'm not running how I used to run I'm just jogging around and I couldn't I didn't really know when when I was going to get back to running it was all kind of quite uncertain whether I was gonna go back to how I was before Mm. and also because I wasn't running as much and I was used to running and nothing else really changed I did put a little bit of weight on and that kind of got me down as well because felt like everything was kind of going the wrong way my health was going the wrong way so yeah it did did impact me quite a bit and I suppose that's when I started thinking about trying to do other things and other activities to replace running yeah and I mean I have swimming or yeah I did go swimming once things like that but I have got back into running and I feel 
I can just progress now. So mm. it's not too bad. Have you had any times like that? Probably less so. I mean, I've been quite fortunate. I've not really suffered much with injuries at all over the last probably 15 plus years as long as I can remember and I've always managed to keep doing exercise um, mostly running a bit of football as well pretty much constantly but I do recognize the challenge that I would face if I if I hadn't you know if I had a period of time where I wasn't running I can I can completely kind of appreciate how that might really impact you negatively and so I'm kind of conscious of that and I think that's probably important for for anyone really um, who's who's who might be a regular runner to be kind of mindful of if they have a period where they can't do it for whatever reason it might be something to do with themselves or the home life might change circumstances might change you know work changes family life changes doesn't it and that you're what it might interfere with your regular pattern of what you enjoy to do in terms of running is to like think about well how how would you cope with that or how would you you know deal with that so that the you don't experience these uh, evidence-based findings around it can affect depression and your mood yeah our running club has developed a walking group and it's like specifically targeted i think to people that are maybe injured and can't run so it's a sort of an alternative which i think is really a good idea that if you're not able to run at the moment there is a group of people that you can go and see and that kind of links into some of it's to do with the social side Mm, isn't it yeah yeah we've not really talked about that no no. so i mean that's one aspect which is quite so we i guess we've talked a bit the mindfulness is kind of that using running as a as an activity to kind of practice that relaxed state of being present being in the moment i think another way you can use running on your own is is i I mean i've used it as a way to organize my thoughts so that's quite different to my mindfulness Mm. and generally that's been in a positive way there's been times when i've worried about i'm worrying about things and then i might spend an hour's run sort of and and those worries don't go away and I kind of you know it gives me more time to think about them but if I'm honest more often than not it's the opposite way around so I might have a lot of things on my mind and I find that during the space of an hour's exercise that I'm able to organize those thoughts and I can use it as a way of getting clarity around sort of right actually this isn't a problem I need to do this this needs to happen so that's the sign of side of the other side of of using solo running but yeah in running in group that so you've given a good example there about if you're recovering from injury you could do that with some other people and um, do walking or mm-hmm. really you know to get that back what else do you think's beneficial yeah so i think you know the social side of of doing running and also other physical activity is like really important um in my work at the moment i'm working on exercise trial and lots of the feedback that we get from the people that are involved in it is that they really enjoy the social side of it and And that's for people recovering from cancer yeah and that really comes out the social aspect of it meeting people doing something together it's really important and it's the same with running clubs isn't it you know, some people hardly ever go running on their own, and the social side of it's, it is really important. But what if to... you're sort of someone who's like doesn't finds it difficult to interact in social situations, wants to engage themselves in a running club, but like is a bit nervous perhaps about like you know meeting new people and that side of things. Yeah, so I think there's quite a bit of evidence around social anxiety and how running in particular can take the pressure off those sort of social interaction so I think it's some of that evidence is around the fact that if you're running alongside someone 
and you, ch- you you might chat to them. You don't necessarily have to chat to someone you're running alongside because, you know, everyone's kind of in their own zone doing their own thing. But if you do, you're usually looking forward. There's not some of those sort of social cues that can be a bit intimidating um, aren't really present when you go for a run with someone and you're both looking forward. Sometimes it's dark. It just takes some of that pressure off some of those social interactions. So I think there is some evidence around that. It's a good point because if you're, it's hard to be worried about one thing if you're already doing something else, isn't it? So, you know, I I think about, you know, I've done like presentations in work scenarios and stuff and you're you're really stressed out about the prospect of doing the presentation and all your mind is completely taken up in this kind of hour leading up to it. Like, right, what am I going to say? How am I going to come across? Everyone's going to be looking at me. And but if you're doing if I if you're doing something else like running, you're thinking about the running, then having a conversation with somebody else, like you say, at the side of you, it becomes easier, even if you don't know that person or you've met them for the first time, because you're doing a common activity together. The focus is the activity. The interaction complements the activity, doesn't it? And it's and probably will lots of the conversation might be about what you're doing or how you do like running. How often do you go out running? And then might evolve into more uh, personal stuff after that. Like, what Mm -hmm. do you do? You know, where do you live? All that sort of stuff. So 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 I definitely agree with that. And that, you know, whether that's in a running club or finding some friends or people like roundabout that might like going for a run or your neighbours or someone you work with. Yeah, I think that running can have a big effect on your confidence and therefore can improve your self-esteem. So I think there's there's some stuff about achieving goals. So running is a really kind of goal-focused activity, or it can be, and, and it be- is for us. And the beauty of it is the goals are personal, aren't they? Yeah. So people are in running circles are respectful of others who are doing the activity of running um, regardless of the goal, from people who are at the elite end to people who are really like beginners, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So if you you know you, you want to do couch to five k, it's a goal, Brilliant. isn't it? And once you've achieved something like that, that you know it improves your confidence, and then it has a knock on effect of your self esteem. So I think that I mean, there's it's multifaceted, isn't it? I mean, running you can you could choose any number of goals around running and physical activity you know there's there's the running itself there's you know meeting people races there's strength there's you know lots of different things that contribute to it that you can set goals and you they can be manageable goals and you can meet those goals and then you can feel good about doing that so I think that you know, there's lots around around self-esteem. And I think, again, going back to research evidence, setting goals and achieving them can also help to reduce anxiety. So it all kind of, for me, a lot of this all fits together and in, in terms of improving your life, improving your mental health mm. and your self-esteem. Yeah, I'd agree with all of that. I think that, and it's, the other thing is that balance, isn't it? So I think goals are helpful in sort of self-esteem and achieving your mm. purpose. But if you don't achieve your goals, that's kind of normal, isn't it? You yeah. know, having goals and working towards them, not achieving them, learning from what went wrong, why you didn't, mm-hmm. well, you know, and then thinking about what you might do differently. That is part of the enjoyment of the process to to not allow, in the same way we talked about, if you have a period off running, you know to think about how you're going to cope with that it'd be the same with if you don't achieve a goal think about like well 
why was that and what can I learn from that and not to be too despondent. Yeah, and I think that as you go along in running, you get better at that, don't you? Because initially, you don't really know what you you can achieve. So your goals might be a bit, you know, they're, they're quite easy at first. So you you know, and when you start running, you improve quite quickly, usually, mm. relatively, and you do achieve a lot of goals. So I think that that's a good thing that you can then, you know, get a bit of confidence in it. But then, you know, I think that there's been a lot of talk, you know, look at social media and, you know, elite runners about failure and using failure as a like a kind of superpower, really, to like look at how to change things. So, lots of elite runners they will go out and they'll train for weeks and months to do a marathon and then they might just drop out of Mm. the marathon because they know that they're not going to achieve that goal but it's not necessarily a negative thing you know at that moment it probably is but they know that the, the bigger picture is that this is not the right thing to do to continue with something and they're not going to achieve that goal and then they use what they've learned in that to yeah. then go forward to the next race whereas so, if your goal was to finish the race by by no you know by any means possible if it meant walking to the yeah. line then you, you, were, you would do that goal, you'd yeah. be achieving that yeah. yeah and I guess the final thing I just wanted to mention and it kind of relates to something you said a bit earlier on about running as a as a therapy and I think you know we've talked about running associated we you know obviously associated with good physical health good mental health the risks around when you can't do it and the impact on mental health but I found a study that said basically running's associated with living longer so I suspect a combination of the physical and mental benefits of running have that impact so this the study uh, looked at a kind of lifestyle activity connected to running and the impact on longevity and it found that runners have a kind of 25 to 40 percent reduced risk of premature death and live three years longer than non-runners. So, so if you've enjoyed this episode and you, you know, you've got friends who might not run but would like to, I think you know, you, you this is some of the evidence that shows it's kind of a great thing to do. It, it doesn't hurt your knees. No, and it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> hurt your knees. In fact, it improves your bone strength. Yay. Um. So. Uh, so if someone tells you that running's bad for bad for your joints, it actually incre- increases the strength of bones. So there's some evidence for that, but maybe that's something we'll come on to in a, in another episode in a bit more in a bit more detail. Okay, so I think we've probably come to the end of today's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, really grateful if you tell your friends about it. If you have, share this episode to them so we can get as many people uh, listening as possible. Um, as ever, you know, you can get in touch with us at runningpartners.outlook.com uh, with any feedback on anything we've discussed today or anything else, uh, races you've done, results you want us to read out or any topics you want us to discuss for future episodes and we'll get back to you and just to say thank you for listening yeah thank you see you next time see you next time bye thanks for listening to running partners we hope you enjoyed the show if you did please leave us a rating or review tell your friends and help us build the running partners community you can email us at runningpartners at outlook.com with any comments questions feedback or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes You can find us on Instagram at 26.2 and Gris Running and we're also on Strava and all the links are in the show notes. See you soon for the next episode of Running Partners.